Welcome to Stepping Up with Toy. I'm your host, Toy Step. This is a space to have conversations about all things faith, family, and fitness. Let's create a whole and healthy life together, spiritually, relationally, and physically. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such a joy every time you tune in to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast because I get to share whether it's something that God put on my heart or a friend or mentor and the ways that they are using their gifts and talents and tools that God's given them to serve others and give back to Him. And we are wrapping up this sweet author series. I have just loved getting to share these friends with you, but also getting to know these friends even better because that's what's so great about an interview. You get to ask questions and learn more about kind of the story behind the story. And as we're wrapping up this series, I just wanted to share a book that I am taking a group of ladies through in a women's Bible study. I have had the privilege of leading women's Bible studies for years, and it's something that, oh man, I love it. That night that I get to be with all of these women is just one of my favorite nights of the week. We get to unpack God's Word together and grow together, encourage one another, and I remind them often because I'm up maybe at the front of the room or at the table leading the study doesn't mean at all that I have arrived. In fact, most times, God knows I need it most. And he'll have me read something and then he's like, okay, I want you to teach it because I really need you to learn this toy. And so it's always such a joy. And we are just wrapping up. So as we're wrapping up this author series, I thought it would be really fun for you to hear a book that we are wrapping up in our women's Bible study. And it is Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table by Louis Giglio. And I wish I had Louis in the studio. In fact, that would be awesome someday to have him here on the Stepping Up a Toy podcast. But for tonight, I'm just going to share some highlights from the study and really encourage you if you're looking for a great read. Um, this is a game changer. But before I get into that, I just thought I would share a little bit from my week and just take a pause with you. This has been an busy, busy season for me and my family. We are at the end of a school year, so I don't know where you are at while you're listening to this episode. You may be in a totally different season. It may be fall. It may be holiday time, Christmas time, but we're at the end of a school year, and so there is a lot wrapping up. School, all the activities, and it feels like more and more is just getting thrown on the schedule, right? Oh yeah, we got to do this, and this award ceremony, and this, oh, and this game got postponed, so we got to do this in two days. So much going on. And some of you don't have kids. Some of you, maybe you're in school yourself. And maybe some of you like, I don't really ever want kids. But maybe you're busy is showing up differently. Maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe there's some transitions happening. Maybe there's dynamics going on with your family that are just loading up the schedule. Or maybe you're caring for a family member and it's doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. And it's just been busy. So I want to take a breath with you right now. And just pause and remind you of the power in the pause. And oftentimes, right, when I pause before I respond, and I add to that some prayer, like Jesus sometimes is all I can get out, especially in this busy season. Jesus, I need you. Literally, John and I, my husband, John, I'm like, we just have to go day to day to day right now because it's just a busier season. 
but I want you to know you're not alone. And I want to encourage you to call on him because you need him and he's there. And as I was driving with my son the other day, I felt this amazing, what I call a God wink. And we were in the car and he said, hey mom, I'm going to take this call. It was just Rigby is my 14 year old son. It was just Rigby and I. And he said, hey mom, I'm going to take this call. I don't know who it is, but it says, you know, Jupiter, which is where we live. I said, okay, buddy. And he says, hello? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, ma'am. His manners were on point. And I found myself getting a little emotional and I pull up to the stoplight and he's continuing the conversation. And I turn my head to look out the window because I I don't want him to see me getting emotional, keeping it together. And I feel God say, do you see the fruit? Toy. Take a minute. And he just was filling my tank. And we need that, right? That oxygen mask. What do, what do they say when you get on the plane? The stewardess says when that oxygen mask drops, who are you supposed to put it on first? You. So you can help serve and take care of the passengers around you. And I had another mentor say, um, make sure your name is on the list of the people you serve and make sure your name isn't the only name on the list of the people you serve. And I just... Our good, good shepherd knows what we need when we need it. And I've been in this busy season. It's been a really busy couple of weeks. And that little moment to delight in my son and see those manners that I'm constantly encouraging at home show up. And I was so delighted. And I I think about us, you know, we don't always show up like that, right? I'm not always delightful. But God loves me no matter what. He loves you no matter what. And what a joy that was for my love tank and gas that I needed in the tank. And then not only does that happen, but as we're coming into our neighborhood, we live in an area where we got lots of farm animals. You know, we have a little farm, we have chickens and we have food. We grow our own food. We're going to do a whole food series here on Stepping Up with Toy. I can't wait to share that with you. But we've got friends with goats and pigs and horses and all of that. And a goat had gotten out of his yard and there was another neighbor you could tell trying to figure out what to do. And my son said, stop the car. And he gets out, he gently goes over and he like pats the goat on the head and he just picks him up like a superhero and lifts him up over the gate and gently puts him down. I'm videoing this whole thing going, your sister would be so proud of you because my 11 year old Colby is just an animal whisperer. And so he's like, oh, mom, you're videoing it. But again, just another thank you, God. Thank you for this moment. So I want to encourage you wherever you are, take a pause and make sure you're lifting that lens, right? Sometimes we can get so narrow-minded. I can. And I feel like I have when you see like a horse race and they've got those blinders on. I just need to lift those off to see the goodness that is all around me that God has for me because he knows I need it. He knows how much I need him. And so I just need to keep my eyes on him and remember how much he loves me. And I want to encourage you how much he loves you. Where can you pause a little more? Where can you see the goodness around you? All right. So I hope you have some goodness in your week. Maybe you're thinking about it right now where he's giving you a 
awesome God wink and giving you some gas in your tank that you've needed, and maybe even just having some time here on this podcast is going to remind you of some sweet sweetness that he gave you earlier in your week. So let's get into this book and uh, wrap up this series. Um, As I read just the back of the book to you, you know, I shared the title, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. It's time to win the battle of your mind. And Louis says you don't have to let negative thoughts control your life. You don't have to allow the enemy to influence your thinking. You have power through Jesus Christ to take control of your thoughts and emotions. Jesus invites you to a table that he has prepared for you a table where the enemy is not invited. I tell the ladies in my group, this is when you want a wide bottom, right? You want to take up the whole area of your chair, your seat at that table, because he is not allowed. But where are you allowing him in? And that's what's been so great about this book. And I read this book almost two years ago, and was co-leading the study. And it has been so fun to do it again and see just the impact that it has had, not only on me and my walk with the Lord, but my family too, especially my daughter. And so there's this quote that I've shared on other episodes, and it's just something that someone gave to me that is so profound because I love visuals. And it says, your mind is like a hotel. You can't always control who comes into your lobby but you can control who books a room. So when we think about those thoughts, we have to take captive these thoughts that were never meant for us, and they're not from God. And so one of the amazing tools within this study, and so Louis has a book, and then he has a study guide for a Bible study, and it's a six-session study guide. And right in the beginning, he walks you through Psalm 23. And I have heard the psalm, seen the psalm. You all have seen it on probably your grandmother's wall or at church or you know it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I know. But I have really been sitting in this psalm and he has you walk through and just kind of break down verse by verse. And that has been awesome. And just really seeing like when I first went through it, he is with us. He is with us. He is with us. Is constantly... He is with us. Repeat it as you go through the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You've heard that. Many of you have heard that. You probably have it committed to memory already. But as I go through it, and Louis guides us through in that first session, he's He's really, what are you hearing? He's asking these great questions. And what I kept underlining, he is with us. He is with, I kept writing, he is with us. As I go through this whole Psalm, 
I really wanted to commit this to memory. So what I would do when I would get up early in the morning before everyone else and have my time with the Lord is I started letting it just wash over me and I would put it on repeat. And so I'd go to my YouVersion app and Psalm 23 would just wash over me and I would just stretch and let it just wash over me as I was doing my morning stretches. And then I wanted to beat the app. So I put it on the slowest speed and I would say it right before it would say it. So it was like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down a great pasture. So I would try to beat it kind of like a game. And I just shared this with a mom in the um, prayer group that I lead at our kids' campus. Some of our boys are pretty competitive. And I'm like, this could be a really fun game for our kids in memorizing scripture, just having that repeat, kind of like when you're studying with a friend or your family member when you're in school, you know, you do a study guide. And so... I am so proud of myself because now I'm saying it all on my own from the very beginning. And yeah, I would know it, but I'd have to look at the, you know, the Bible verse and and so that's been a way that I've really committed it. I've hidden the word in my heart so I can draw on that when I need it. And it is bringing me so much comfort in this really busy season. It definitely refreshes, restores my soul. And so that's a tip I wanted to share with you, and it comes right out of this study, Psalm 23, and just a little tool in memorizing scripture. Maybe that's something you want to be working on. And I would encourage you, when we armor up His Word, I picture when I when I share it, when I say God's Word out loud, this like mega sword, like washam, and that's that's a weapon that we have, and we need to use it more. But in order to use it, we've got to be able to draw on it, right? We have to have that tool. So we've got to commit it, commit it to memory and hide it in our heart. So that is one of the things I love about this study is really coming back to Psalm 23. And then another thing that Louis will walk you through, and I have the study guide right here, is um, really replacing the enemy's lies. Like for example, he'll say, lie from the enemy. I am weak and powerless. Truth from God's word, God's strength is more than sufficient, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. A lie from the enemy, I can't be used by God because of my past. Truth from God's word, God has blotted out the sins of your past, Romans 8, 1 through 2. A lie from the enemy, I am worthless and irrelevant. Truth from God's word, you are God's treasure, Deuteronomy 7, 6. He goes on and shares many lies and replaces them with God's truth. And that's a lot of what this study is doing, is giving you those tools and those reminders of where you need to keep the enemy from booking a room, right? If we go back to that quote I shared, those thoughts come in to your lobby, but they're never meant to book a room. And one one week, I said to the ladies, because we do really fun icebreakers, and I'm really big on number one goal is I want to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We are going to unpack God's word, um, any of the studies I lead, our gospel sound. My second goal is you know, going through the study. If they signed up to go through a study, we're going to go through that and that teaching. But third is sisterhood and really building friendship, because connection is an incredible wep weapon that we have against isolation. And so I do fun icebreakers. And some people love them and some people are like, oh, great, here's another icebreaker. But 
those women usually who aren't as fond of the icebreakers come up later and say, I'm so glad you have us do that because I've met some really incredible people. And so recently I was reading through and just preparing and something triggered, we need to do freeze dance because Louie was talking about doing, right? Instead of being. And so I said to the ladies, okay, everybody stand up. We're going to do freeze dance. And I explained what freeze dance is. It's a game you play a lot a lot of times at kids' parties. And you put on music. And you dance. And when the music stops, you need to freeze. But if anybody moves, they're out. And I said, nobody's out tonight. We're just going to move. And if you don't really like to dance, this is a good time to just stretch, stretch your body, move a little bit. It's been a long day. So I put on several songs. And we would do this. Freeze. And then we would dance. And then freeze. And I unpacked it and packed this exercise with the women and said, you know, this can be exactly how we feel every time we try to be still and sit with God. And Louis says, hearing God's voice will require you to stop doing and simply be present before God. And I love to add like freeze dance, right? Freeze. Stop the dance of life for a moment so you can really be present and hear from your Savior. Because I don't know if any of you feel this way, but you're like, okay, you plan this time. You're going to sit with the Lord. It's going to be amazing. And you're you're still. And then, boom, the dance happens. Oh, gosh, you start thinking about this. Or you got to turn the laundry. Or, oh, man, you need to make a lunch for a kid. And uh, stop, 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 stop. I'm going to be still. I'm going to be still. I'm going to sit with the Lord. I'm going to sit with the Lord. And then another distraction comes up, right? And so we've got to do better at stopping that distraction from keeping us from that time with him, because it is that oxygen that we need so desperately. I will tell you, I need it. I need it so desperately because when I'm weak, guess what? He is strong. So that's another thing that just that reminder and the power of sitting with him. And if I was to say the biggest takeaway from this book for me is when those thoughts come in, um, one of the things that Louis coaches us through is kind of like if you could imagine a toll plaza and he says, it would be like a toll road where every thought gets stopped and we decide whether it can enter or not. Taking captive those thoughts and then asking, is this thought from God? You know, something he said, I wrote down the other night, um, that thought will not build a cabin here and get served meals. We are not allowing that thought to book a room. And we've really simplified it in my home when we're having a crazy thought or one of the kids comes to me with something, I'm like, stop, is that thought from God? And they'll think for a second, no, all right, cast it out. And then we'll replace it with the truth. We'll replace it with scripture. We'll replace it with, okay, maybe we need to unpack it a little bit, right? Maybe they need to, where did this come from? And, And that has been such an incredible tool. And a tool that as I go back through this study, I've realized this study really helped me see and really helped me help others see. Stop that spiral. That is not from God. That is not meant for you. You need to exchange that story and really look at what is he promising you? What are his truths? That's why it's so important to sit with him. That's why it's so important to open that Bible because he has wonderful truths for you, promises, beautiful gifts for you in his word. I asked another really good friend, I said, what would you say is your biggest takeaway? And she said, the word give 
as in the enemy can't take a seat at our table. We have the power to fight against him. We just have to choose. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. He's not invited. And then she said, I would just say recognizing the attacks of the enemy faster and holding those thoughts captive quicker and replacing it with the word of God. And that's what I've seen as the biggest blessing. Stopping that, right? Stop staring at the storm. This is another takeaway. And keep your eyes on him. Louis talks about how when you're sitting at a table that the king has prepared for you. And he doesn't say, oh, you know, the enemies are gone. It's just you and me. He talks about how he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. They're prowling around. And there, as we keep our eyes on him, they're like, what? What's up? We aren't distracting her. We aren't distracting him. What has got them so captivated? And boom, now their eyes are on our king too. Wow, that's powerful. Storms are going to come. We're going to walk through hard things. I'm not saying we're not. I wish it's like, well, you know, I accepted Jesus and everything is easy peasy. No, he doesn't promise us easy. He promises us we'll never be alone. And so that reminder even in the storms, even when we're going through something tough. Louis was going through something really hard, and he was sharing it all in a text. And you'll hear his story. I encourage you to get this book and do a study. And and what came from that long text of, oh my gosh, can you believe it? Basically, it's now, okay, you're right. It's kind of like when you've been wronged and you're like, but this isn't my fault, right? And you have all this stuff going on and he's sending a friend this long text about all the details and can you believe it? And the friend responds with these nine words, don't give the enemy a seat at your table. And at first he's like, that's all you got for me? What? But he says this changed his life and hence the book. And it's been a major game changer for me. And so many people, one of my Bible study ladies was saying, it's it's just, I can't believe it how, wow, like I'm just realizing these thoughts that I've allowed in that are not from God and they're not serving me and they're not helping me be all that God's created me to be. It's not part of God's design. It is. It's just been, it's been incredible. And another really powerful thing is guilt versus shame. And that guilt, that conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit, that's a beautiful gift. That's keeping us in His plan, His alignment, right? We want God's plan for our lives. That shame is not meant for us, and that is not from the Lord. That is from the enemy, that difference between conviction and and condemnation. And big difference. That's another very powerful thing. So I could go on and on because this book, like I said, has just been a big game changer and really seeing where I'll even see where I'm saying stuff and I go, oh my gosh, stop it. I had a moment where I had to just literally say out loud, get away from me. Do you know who I am? I'm a daughter of a king. This is not this thought that I'm allowing to book a room needs to be kicked out. And so I just want to encourage you as you're going into the rest of your day today and this week and this next chapter or next season, pay more attention. Where can you take captive those thoughts that were never part of God's plan for your life? 
And how can you replace them with his truths? You know, I had a friend say, if you want to be friends with Jesus, if you want to have this incredible friendship with your Savior, you have to spend time with him. Think about other friendships in your lives. The more time you have together, they don't have to introduce themselves when they call you, like say their name, you know the sound of their voice. You you just know them. There's things that you know about them and it's a sweet friendship. The more you can carve out that time to spend time with your Savior, your good shepherd. Oh, that is such a powerful gift. And I want that for all of you and encourage you. So the book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at the Table, the author, Louis Giglio. I encourage you, you read it. Pick up the book, read it for yourself, but maybe ask a friend or two to read it with you or go through the Bible study. You know, you can get the video teachings from Louie. It's only six sessions. Maybe as we're coming into summer right now, again, I don't know what season you're coming into, but this would be a fun thing for you to do with a few friends. There's not a ton of homework, or we like to call it reflection time for those that don't like the word homework, but it's really going to help you in identifying those thoughts that aren't from the Lord and sweeten that relationship with your shepherd who is crazy about you. He is crazy about you. So I want to encourage you to stay tuned in to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. As we wrap up this author series, we're actually coming into a summer music series. And oh my goodness, that has been so fun. Um, Just really excited to share that with you. As I mentioned, we have a food series coming up and lots of fun plans coming for the fall. And as I close every episode, I just pray and hope that this conversation today with you and just sharing some of my takeaways from Louis Giglio's book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at the Table, will just better help you step into each day, your week, your month, and your year. Thanks for listening to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. If this episode has encouraged you, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and feel free to reach out to us at steppingupwithtoy at iCloud.com. Most importantly, remember, you are not.